Good morning. Lesson number 37. The title they have is Improve Your Serve. But during the lesson, it says, God loves it when I help others. So last week, we go on purpose or on the plan, and this week, we go help others. You know, there, as a Christian walk, there's things that we get to do that we, um, we know we're doing them because of Jesus. And this is a lesson to tell us about even how Jesus, when he was with his disciples, Jesus, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, and he gets his disciples together and he kneels down and he washes their feet. As a Christian, we have a servant attitude. Uh, we are servants to the Most High God, the only God. Uh, we're servant to Jesus Christ. And, and that we are to help others. Now, maybe um, if you're like me, I get caught up in, uh, well, people don't need money or um, people don't need things from me. But I have learned that the one thing they really do need, they need Jesus. And God is looking for people that will tell other people about Jesus. So in my helping of others, I don't mind. I know I've cleaned the church. I cleaned for three years. Now we've got somebody else that's cleaning it. I didn't mind cleaning the toilets, mopping the bathroom floors. You know, when you've got a servant's heart, everything that you do, you're doing for Jesus Christ. You don't have to get levels out there. Well, I'm not going to do that. Somebody else will have to do that. That responsibility is somebody else. But in your helping of others, you're serving Jesus. And there's things that you'll do that maybe other people wouldn't do. Uh, maybe they do think it's be uh, below them, below their pay grade. And tell what some people say, well, I'm paid to do a certain, certain thing, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do anything else, you know. Uh, but um, we need to help other people. And in my mind, it's not about giving money or, or giving clothing or uh, uh, making sure they've got something to eat because... Um, I think our great nation, America, provides for people. Uh, we provide for the elderly in Social Security because the, and, and the elderly say, huh, I paid that money in. That money belongs to me, and I'm just getting it back. Amen? Can I get an amen? You pay Social Security out of every paycheck. When you get older, the elderly, they draw that. But they, that's the way that our elderly are taken care of. I'm not, I don't mean to call you elderly this morning. Anybody over 62? But... Uh, I'd call them little kids youngins, and they might be insulted because I called them youngins. But uh, our great America has got it set up that there is a Social Security that older people can draw a paycheck even though they're not working anymore because they paid that money in. That money is there for them to receive it back after they get old. Our system's set up to protect and provide for the elderly, right? Uh, those that maybe can't work their disability for whatever reason, our system, our great nation is set up to take care of those. They get a paycheck each month, too. They paid in Social Security for so long, and they get to draw that paycheck if they can't work anymore. Or uh, people that have a lower income, and they don't have as much money, so they need money for food. Our America 
provides a way to get, what is it called? Food stamps? I don't know. They call it something different nowadays. I don't know what to call it. But uh, there's a way in our system that America is set up that people that need food can go get food. So see, that's where I struggle. The, there are systems out there to help people with that. But let me tell you, to help other people, we've got to help them find Jesus Christ and all that other stuff. And there's people too, now let me go back to that a little bit. There's people too that won't take any of the help that's out there. I, I know people that just say that stuff's out there for people that really are they're struggling or something, and, and I don't need that. I, I don't want charity or whatever, and they just won't go after stuff like that. And maybe we could help stuff like that. But, you know, even having a meal here at the church, that's helping people, right? You didn't have to cook that meal. You didn't have to go get it, waste your gas to go get it and bring it home. You And you didn't have to pay for that food. And we even got to eat the leftovers. I got a good response on that too, praise God. We haven't got to eat the leftovers, see? And, and that is helping people too. But I just want to say that when it comes to doing things for Jesus Christ, don't think that something is too low for you to do. You say, well, I'm in a certain position. Maybe I'm fussing at myself this morning. I don't know. But I'm in a certain position, and I'm just not going to do that part. You know, uh, I even heard a lady... <laughs> Uh, we were having a meal and she got people jumping on let's do this and let's do that you know she was getting the food all set see she just jumped right in there there was a job that needed to be done it wasn't below her to say well I'll go over there and help out and I'll get things going on and that's and that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to say this morning to help other people but don't think that it is too um too too low for you to uh, to attack or to do for somebody, uh, just because you've there's a there's a mindset to you that says I'm just not going to do certain things, and we just got to get back to Jesus. That Jesus was the leader of his disciples. He was Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But he was not too stuck up or too involved in him's own self to kneel before those disciples. Y'all remember Peter? Now, I didn't get that in my message this morning in the lesson, but Peter, he told him, he said, don't just wash my feet. Wash my hands and my head. And Jesus said, no. He said, all I have to do is wash your feet. See, Peter wanted him to even do more stuff. and uh, But Jesus said, no, you're washed if I wash your feet. See, Peter had to listen to the leading even though uh, Jesus was showing us that perfect example of being a servant that he was still sharing with those, this is what I'm doing. The other, if you're worrying about something different, you may have to do that yourself or, or just get that stuff off your mind and let's focus on this thing that we're doing as a servant. We're doing this part. Okay, so praise God. God loves it when I help others. <coughs> Why is that? Why is it that God loves when I help others? Do you know that... You, you don't see Jesus walking around. He's not in uh, flesh and blood and you see him walking around. You don't see God in the flesh walking around nowadays, right? Uh, he's inside of us. So that when our hands do things, Jesus. When our feet go places, Jesus. See, that's Jesus doing things. So God loves it when we help others. <coughs> Serving and helping others is a big part of being a Christian. 
Actions really do speak louder than words. It's better to be seen rather than heard. One of the greatest ways to witness in the world, whether it be to your friends or to strangers, is through your actions. The activities we do day in and day out, the activities we portray and the entertainment we enjoy all shine a light on who and whose we are. God loves it when I help others. Reaching out to those around us is truly one of the greatest acts of faith that pleases God. What is one act of kindness you can do for someone else this week? And you need to make that commitment to do it. Uh, I listen to Joyce Meyer. You know, I I talk about her teaching quite a bit because she teaches me. Every time I watch her, she steps on my toes. She gets me thinking. But uh, she says, I'm going to put it in my words, but she says every day that she tries to find somebody to bless or somebody to be good to. See, uh, living as a Christian, it's, it's well and good. You, you have faith in Jesus Christ and you're going to heaven. You're going to make it. But God has given us this great heart for those people around us. And that we've got to find people to be good to. You make that commitment. You say, well, I'm going to do something that's really kind this week. Or I'm going to do something to somebody this week that's really good. And, and uh, I'm going to treat them really good. And it's that love of Jesus Christ that's in your heart that gives you that. And then you commit to saying, well, if I say I'm going to do it, you commit to it and you say, I'm really going to do this. And just like everything in life, the more you do something, the better you get at it. But if you never start doing anything, you're never going to learn how to do it. All right, if I never start learning how to ride a surfboard, guess what? I will die without learning how to ride a surfboard. It never happened. If I never put my attention to it and never say, I'm going to learn how to do that. If I never get a teacher to teach me or if I never get by a surfboard or if I never go to the ocean, I'm never going to learn how to ride a surfboard. But you can learn how to be kind to people. What you got to do is set your mind to it because I believe anything you set your mind to do, you'll do it. Praise God. I believe it. Because if you've got a little bit that says, uh-uh, I ain't going to do it. Or you're saying, well, that's just too much for me or it's too hard for me to do. I just can't do that kind of stuff. Well, once you set your mind to it, you'll get it done. Uh, you wake up in the morning and you go ahead and say a prayer. Hey, Lord, help me be kind to people today. Help me find somebody and be really good to them today. <coughs> help me be kind. <coughs> But you've got to put your focus on that and saying, I'm going to help others. I'm going to watch and be part of what's going on around me. I'm going to see the needs and I'm going to try to help out in that area. If you struggle in it, it takes practice. Just like learning how to surfboard. You start being kind and you work at it. You listen to good messages from the Lord that says God loves us when we're loving and helping others. You listen to that teaching and you say, well, I'm going to apply that to my everyday life. Every day I go, I'm going to be kind to other people. And it's not that I even like some of them that I'm being kind to. Can I get an amen on that? We love everybody, but we can't like everybody. Some of them, they're not likable. But praise God, I can say, I am doing this for Jesus Christ. I'm not doing it for them. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to help them. But I'm doing it in Jesus' name that He loves me and He'll help me. And God loves it when I help other people. God loves it. Here's a scripture for us this morning. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 14. 
Help all who are weak and be patient with everyone. That patient word gets people, they'll say, don't pray for patience. Everything in the world will happen to you, all kinds of bad. But I believe that that is a fruit of the Spirit. When the Holy Spirit's alive in you, what is that? That is Jesus Christ living in your heart and in your mind that you have patience with other people. Um, Now, I'm going to tell a story, but I'm going to leave the people out of it who it was. But we were going down the road, and, and they were fussing about somebody. It was either they were going too slow, or they were going too fast, or they were in the wrong lane. I don't know what it was, but this car was congesting traffic and making problems, and we couldn't get around, or whoever it was that was telling the story. I'll say we. And so, you know, they just started, I wish they'd learn how to drive, or I wish they'd do better with that. And then... But the word can be turned on to them. Do you remember when you were that one in that position? Do you remember when you were going down the road and you were in a strange place and you were trying to read the signs and there's five or six lanes of traffic and you didn't know which lane to get in. All of a sudden your turn off to the left and, and you got to go that way and you're way over here and all the traffic is very patient with you to get you all the way over where you needed to go and go. See, uh, when you look at the road, I'm using that as an example this morning because that's how I live. I'm on the road quite a bit. When you look at the road and you see people that, especially around Fort Chiswell and Withfield, because I don't even know how they got the road signs set up. Do you know people at Fort Chiswell and, and Withfield, when they get on the interstate, they're going north and south at the same time? How in the world is that possible? You are going north 77 and south 81 at the same time. How That's like going east and west at the same time. I don't even know how our road signs. No wonder you get up to people close to Fort Chiswell or Whistle on the road. No wonder some of them's going 20 miles per hour trying to figure out where in the world am I supposed to be on this road. This one says I'm going north and south at the same time and the other one says I'm going south and north at the same time. But that's just how the roads are all over the United States. I know I'm just complaining about something silly. But you are. At Fort Chiswell, you're going north and south at the exact same time. How is that possible? I don't know. But anyway, 81 comes from north and goes kind of straight for a while and then goes south. So they call 81 south, even though at the time it's actually going east. And then 77 does run north to south. No, 77 does. 77 goes from West Virginia to Georgia or South Carolina but 77 or North Carolina. But 77 actually does run up like this and 81 runs like this. But the way they named the roads, because 81 eventually goes, south, uh, goes north, 81's north and south. So there you are on the road. My husband's trying to explain it to me. Anyway, people get confused. And we got to have patience with people. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 14. And you got to remember that at one time or another in your life, you were in that same position. And if you haven't been there, you got to have the patience to know that people are in places. They don't understand what all's going around them or where they're supposed to be. And you got to have patience with people. I'm just using roads as an example of how we as Christians... Get caught up in whatever's going on around us. And we can get very frustrated when God is calling us to be patient with other people. You're putting the welfare and the care of others before your own. Don't you know God takes care of you? 
He provides everything for you. He gives you the gas in your car. He gives you the groceries in your house. He gives you the house to live in. He gives you the community that you live in. He gives you the nation that you're a part of. He gave you all of that. And then you can't be patient with your neighbor for just a few minutes as he's struggling trying to figure out where he is on the road or what is going on in his life. God is calling Christians to be patient with those people around them. Even though people can... Now, I'm back off of the road. Uh, I'm not on the road example anymore. I'm back to people right at your face. And God has calling us to be patient even though people around us are grouching and grumbling and they don't have anything good to say. And God's just saying, don't you remember when you went through that same thing and, and, this, and you were saying the same very words. And I can tell you, I stand right here today and tell you that some of the things I'm having to hear now, I've either spoken them or I have spoken worse. I, I can look at them and I say, I think I did worse than they did when I was in that same situation. Uh, uh, one more example for you this morning. I'll try to get off the examples. Uh, young people. I look at a young woman and she's got a lot of kids and she's only been married a few years. And I think, man, she's doing good. And maybe that young woman, she's blabbing her mouth and complaining about something. And I say, she's still doing better than I did when I was in that shape. When, when you have young kids and you got a full-time job and you got a husband and, and you're trying to pay for everything, there are frustrating times. We need to be patient with those people that are going through the things we've already been through. We've already been there and done that. We need to be patient with people that are struggling through those situations. We think that they're just coming into work and they're just happy-go-lucky and they're just waiting on that paycheck and they've already been struggling at home going through those same things that we went through when we were that age too. And we've got to be patient with people and the struggles that they're going through. They ain't talking about them or they're not talking about them. But we know that at a certain age, if they've got families, if they've got kids, if they've got homes they're taking care of, whatever it is, we know that struggle because we live there. We've already gone through it. And we can maybe have a kind word for them or maybe just keep our mouth shut. Sometimes in a situation, just being quiet and just being there for somebody if they need us. We need to help each other. People almost always appreciate it when you help them. God loves it when we help others. Helping other people is important. Sometimes it takes patience. And in another scripture this morning, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Y'all, I know I've touched on that this morning. It is found in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 5 and 12 and 17. Helping other people is an important part of living the Christian life. God wants us to be nice to others. Jesus was the leader, yet he still washed the feet of his disciples. He served them. He showed that serving others isn't beneath us. In fact, it's a good thing for everyone to do. You see, in Jesus' day, people's feet got very dirty because they either wore sandals or didn't wear shoes at all. The land where they lived was dry and dusty. People walked everywhere they went. So even though they'd taken baths, their feet still got very dirty. Usually, if someone came to your home, a servant would wash your guest's feet when he arrived. It was a custom, much like taking someone's coat when he comes to your house. But in this house, there were no servants to wash the people's feet. So Jesus did it. Think about it. Jesus did something that a servant normally would have done. He never thought he was too good to do it. He wants us to realize that we aren't too good to serve others either. He said, and if your Lord and teacher has washed your feet, you should do the same for each other. 
In our day and age, we don't wash each other's feet. That's not part of our culture because our feet don't get dusty and dirty all the time. But that doesn't mean we can't serve each other in other ways. Knowing that having that heart that says, I am here to serve. Use me. I I can do this. Uh, Sometimes it's a small job that doesn't take a lot of thought or action, but it's needed. Somebody needs to do that job, and somebody's got to fill that position. It has to be done. And we can't say that is beneath us or something we won't do. We have to say, I'll do that. Sometimes we can be really lazy. We want everything done for us. We want to be served. But Jesus tells us that the greatest people are those who serve. When you help others, something begins to happen in your heart. It's like it starts growing. Helping others and being kind makes you feel good about yourself. When you're selfish all the time, you find that nothing ever satisfies you. You always want or need something else to make you happy. The truth is, happiness and joy come from serving and helping others. Do you want to be happy? Do you want to really have fun? Try helping someone else this week. Keep your eyes open and look for opportunities. Some people just need a smile and a kind word. That doesn't cost too much, now does it? Ask yourself, what can I do today to help someone? If you have a desire to really help people, ask God to show you how he can use you. God has plans for us that we can't even imagine. Christians are all different races, colors, languages, and cultures. But we are all on the same team, fighting for the same common good. We are also part of the same family because of Jesus Christ in us. If we all have a desire to help people, just think how powerful the body of Christ can become. When we tell God that we want to help others, He sends us on an awesome adventure. All we have to do is make ourselves available, and God sends people who need help across our path. And I'll say a closing prayer with us this morning. Heavenly Father, I want to help others with your love and power that are in me. I know that you sent Jesus on a special assignment, and now you want to send me. I know that I can always say, God loves it when I help others.